Welcome to another Creator's Playbook episode. I'm Michael. And I'm Sarah. And today we are going on a grand adventure of moral dilemmas. Oh no, that sounds tragic. Moral dilemmas. (laughs) You see, when a story hits a point at which a character needs to make a choice, and all you have is a good choice and a good choice. That is not much of a moral dilemma. So we need to put our characters into mortal danger by giving them a moral dilemma from which to choose, which might not be a great thing for our character, but will allow him to grow and expand. What say you? I say we will find out after the intro. What do you think? Moral dilemmas? Sounds good. Sure. It sounds like awesome. that's what we're doing. Moral dilemma. Yeah. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. You know, I, I think some of my favorite shows are moral dilemma based as opposed hmm. to conflict resolution. Now, a moral dilemma. Okay. I'm curious to hear what your definition of is because I wonder if my definition is a little different. Now that I haven't, uh, I haven't. Well, you just told me the theme of the episode, so I didn't I do did. any research preparing for Which this is fine. episode. It was, it was so this is all purpose. top of my head in terms of how I view a moral dilemma. So what is your moral dilemma? All right. Well, okay. I was doing some research and I found some articles uh, about Karen Allen, who is a social worker. Uh, she has her PhD and she talks a lot about moral dilemmas and ethical dilemmas, which I think are the same thing. Um. But she actually outlines uh, three points or three steps to form a moral dilemma. And a moral dilemma has these three criteria. The person is obliged to make a decision about which course of action is the best. Mm -hmm. Here, the person must choose the best option and act accordingly. They have to make a choice. Yeah. Step one. Step two there must be different courses of actions to choose from that are conflicting. Mm -hmm. Step three, no matter what course of action is taken, some moral principle is always compromised. Okay. Okay. There's the classic like trolley moral dilemma. You have four people on one track, one person on the other track. You have to pick a track. Not enough time to stop the, the trolley. Yes. Which do you choose? It seems like there's a lot of superhero situations that are like this. Your girlfriend is falling through the sky versus the airplane of people, and you have to choose between the girlfriend versus the airplane. And, of course, somehow the superhero miraculously does both at the same time. Right. Yeah, which is kind of a cop-out in the end, but the audience is happy, and we're happy that the superhero is magnificent enough to be able to pull off such a feat. Right. Right. That's where this kind of storytelling principle comes in is, is giving the appearance of that something like the, the hero has to make a choice that seems impossible. Mm-hmm. And that's what builds tension in our stories. It's not just that the character, I mean, like if the character had no moral dilemma, if they didn't have the choice between saving the girlfriend and saving the airplane, 
of, you know, 150 passengers, including children, then <laughs> it wouldn't be much of a story. Like the hero would just zip up, save the airplane, save, you know, save the girlfriend in, in end of end of story over the character didn't grow. We didn't appreciate them as much in the audience. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, there was no tension. Well, it's always like no... some type of test of will, test of character. Yeah. Who are they as an individual? Right. Now, what's interesting is, um, so I, I view that definitely as a moral dilemma, especially in fiction. But right. in real life, usually our moral dilemmas are not so drastic. Mm -hmm. Usually, I personally view a moral dilemma is one good choice over another good choice. Could be two great choices, but two you great have choices, to and sometimes you see choices. two options. You're like, okay, yeah, um, and you can imagine um, your life with both of these choices and mm -hmm. without giving any idea between the two, but usually like our life would be okay. One over the other. And maybe yeah. so much, I guess that isn't so much of a moral compromise in that way, but it is a moral dilemma. It's a dilemma. It, it's, it's a dilemma. A, it's, it's more like, it might I not guess be... maybe just a dilemma, but yeah. I think but... a lot of our lives are full of two really great choices Mm -hmm. Two things that, two paths that can set us down very huh. drastically different lanes of life and having to choose between the two. It, it's a conundrum. And some people will sometimes spend so much time trying to s decide between the two points that they end up not going anywhere. Yeah. Like you're in the drive through at, you know, a fast food place and it's a Big Mac or a quarter pounder. Like, what do you do? Big Mac I mean, and Corner Pound. That, that is a very hard decision to make, Michael. <laughs> neither. You go to Wendy's or something instead. <laughs> um, it's like, the, it's, yeah, it's, I think dinner time is, is full of a lot of moral dilemmas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, then, and then when you make the wrong choice, it's conflict resolution as your kids fight um, over that you didn't make the right choice. Or right? your digestive system might be raging yeah. holy war. Yeah, plop, plop, fizz, your fizz. System. Yeah, so I, I think I really like the idea of dilemmas and, and moral dilemmas are, I think, can create some really interesting story points. I mean, growing up, we watched a lot of Star Trek, The Next Generation, yeah. and every episode was a moral dilemma. It wasn't conflict yeah. resolution for the most part. I mean, there were some conflict resolutions like, oh, no, the Romulans are going to blow up the planet. We need to save the day, right? Sorry, that was conflating like probably three episodes down in two seconds. <laughs> That being said, you're in a starship. Your starship can only hold 10,000 people. And their sun's about to go supernova in about eight minutes. Mm -hmm. You can only save 10,000 people. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's a star base that is within range. And do you try to save that star base or do you try to yeah. protect oh, yeah. yourself do, and give you yourself the, the way out? The indigenous people. I mean, these people may not have. I mean, these may be the only people. They might. Maybe they're not warp capable. So they're not in the Federation. But there's an observation star base like you know, two minutes away, do you warp, save the star base, you know, the and put yourself people in there. even more danger, right? Maybe they're closer to the star, you know, you have orders to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so like there's, there's so many interesting scenarios that you can put your characters in and have them make decisions, which show us what their character is. Mm -hmm. um, is someone willing I, to take that risk and, or, um, just where their heart is. But even then, even then sometimes, the moral dilemma, doing the right thing may not even be that apparent. It, it might not be obvious. And saving the crew 
mm-hmm. might be the moral thing to do over the indigenous yeah. people. And it's really hard to make that choice. And sometimes if you're willing to take that chance, it might work out, but then it might not. And you have to be willing sometimes to make that sacrifice. Are you someone who's willing to make the sacrifice and take the chance, battle of odds? And the, what makes a moral dilemma even more dilemma Deliciousness and dilemma. Delicious dilemma is that in the moment, you never know. And it is that split reaction. Of course, with life, I, th- I think with real life, moral dilemmas, you do get a little more time. But in fiction, sometimes so I don't tend. So I... I I really like stories that deal with these moral dilemmas and and uh, kind of help teach kids like there might be two good choices. There might be a good choice and a bad choice. Choose the better choice or there's two crappy choices. And sometimes and, someone will choose the bad choice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look at Judas, if you want to get biblical, biblical. <laughs> yeah. And he, he had, a, he had two choices back, and history remembers him as. For the fact that he chose the wrong one. He did. Poor guy. He chose betrayal. If your character is facing a moral dilemma and he's facing two bad choices, um, mm. and two bad choices may be saving group A or saving group B. Well, how's that a bad choice? Well, it it's, it's a consequence, right? Making a choice puts another group of people at peril. Mm-hmm. So... Um, he fails. So he succeeds in one category, but he fails in another category. Well, and then it's still living with the consequence of that. Exactly. And the remorse or the guilt that comes from that so experience. Not good enough. Yeah. And and now you have a character crisis where the character. Did you make the right choice? Right. Hits, they hit rock bottom. Now you have a chance to kind of build your character maybe, back Maybe up. they saved the girlfriend. And left and was not able to then also save the plane. True. And, and now the girlfriend hates you for not saving the plane. Or, and and maybe the girlfriend doesn't even know. What if this is a secret that's being kept from the girlfriend? And it's eating, it's eating and you alive. It's eating him up because because the airplane actually had the the girlfriend's mom on it. I used. To, oh wow! You just upped the stakes. I did. I did. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So now that's that's a real moral dilemma for our character who's I yeah. mean he's about and, to propose if, to his girlfriend. What if the superhero dude did not realize the mother was on this flight? Because I mean there's so many flights. Could be. Maybe he knows. And he was actually waiting for her at the airport to pick him up for the mm-hmm. for the mother or for the girlfriend. And anyway, and he we still digress. Saved the girlfriend over the uh, plane. All right. I have a story. Okay. <laughs> Let's just jump right into it because we could probably talk about more dilemmas and examples. All day. Forever. And I wanted to get into this story that I hope you'll like. Okay. Willow lurked around the storage boxes in cargo room four. Distant chatters stole her focus from searching through the containers for her next meal. Captain, we used 5% more fuel during the launch than we expected, Ensign Stella reported. I see, Ensign Stella. Will we have enough fuel to complete our mission? Captain Falsy asked. It's too early to say... We'll know more after our mid-flight course correction burn, when the computer gives us more accurate weight projections for our vehicle. 
We also seem to be missing 30 mil rations. Captain Falsy stopped dead in his tracks, looking deadly at Stella, giving her his full attention. Stella shrank in fear. Yes, Captain. We were running our inventory checks after our trans-Martian burn this morning and found them to be missing from one of the crates. Search the ship, Falsy bellowed. We have a stowaway on board. Yes, sir, Stella sputtered and scurried away. I don't think we're going to be able to complete our mission now. <laughs> what do you think? Stowaway. Stowaway. Classic stowaway. Not enough resources. Mills. That actually means they've been in space for a little bit of time. Yeah. And is um are these 30 mils crucial? Well, in this particular story, they become crucial because the stowaway needs to continue eating and they only have enough rations for the crew, not an extra person. So the longer it takes them to find the stowaway and why the stowaway is on board, what's so their do critical we, mission. So we know that there is officially a stowaway because there's a chance they're assuming there's a stowaway and it could be something else. It's true. It's true. But from the very beginning, we actually got it from the stowaway's point of view because she was overhearing the conversation. Oh, did you catch okay. that? No, Willow I didn't. was her name and she was she was looking around the boxes for more food. Oh, okay. Got it. So, got a couple of questions. Okay. This, this is a, a, a moral dilemma, and the dilemma is completing their missions versus they've got a stowaway, and they, they may not be able to complete their mission if they harbor the stowaway. Hmm. So, what's the mission? Hmm. Well, usually the first thing I think of when I think of Mills being critical is that their flight must be long because mm -hmm. if they're able to immediately go to either a space station or visit another planet, they can easily get supplies. Therefore, they must have a long flight in order yeah. for those Mills to be crucial to their survival. Exactly. And in this case, they're going from Earth to Mars. And so they had just made their burn to leave Earth orbit. Okay. Their trans-Martian burn. So they're on their course for the next eight months. That's not okay. in the story, but that that is what's happening here. They're they're and they're set on the course. Where are they? How many how much time do they have left? Well, they just started. They've been at it for about uh what, fifteen days, two weeks. They've been in at it two weeks, and they've got another uh seven months ish, seven and a half months left on this in this mission one way. Two weeks in, they could abort. Well, they could, except for physics. Um, once you do a burn like that, to turn the nose around and burn in the opposite direction to get back means you failed your mission. You can't complete it anymore. But they're alive. They're alive. <laughs> yep. But they failed their mission. So what's their mission? Why Why would they risk... Why? Why would they consider killing a person to complete their mission. It's got to be big. It's got to, I didn't actually come up with this. I wanted to come up with this in our dialogue. So we have um, a flight from Earth to Mars. Mm. Is this a premier trip? Are they the first? I, I don't know. Like I was thinking originally that this could be like a colony exploration mission where they set out to do some scoping of Mars or whatnot. But I think it'd be more interesting if this was like a rescue mission. Okay. Like maybe someone is stranded on Mars or maybe something terrible happened and they need to go get that crew 
but they only had enough resources to get the crew if you know like it was they it was a juggling act like they got this ship down to bare minimum and they had just enough food now that they have a stowaway that stowaway compromises whether or not they can rescue this group of people that are stranded yeah. on Mars exactly and and that extra person means there's more weight more weight means they don't have enough fuel to do all their burns because they have more mass well technically um well in terms of calculation they are planning on having more people on yeah. the ship. And so you have to wonder, is this just a calculation heading towards Mars? Or does that matter, having that one extra person? And I'm not That's talking about question. food rations here. I'm asking in terms of weight and fuel capabilities. Oh, oh like general physics? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's, there's a limit. Like, you only have so much rocket fuel. You only have so much oxygen and water. Um and other resources that are constrained to the trips. I mean, to, to going to space. It, it takes exponentially more fuel and resources to travel in space, the farther out from earth you want to go. Mm-hmm. So a casual trip to Mars will cost you a lot more fuel than a trip to the moon it will cost you a lot more fuel than just going to outer space yeah. around the earth in orbit. So, so the question so, is, I think yeah. maybe the first thing we need to ask is why is there a stowaway? Why is this a she? Why is she there? Yeah, why is she there? That's a great question. Have you thought about this at all? Of why there would be a stowaway? I've I've given it minor thought. Like I wanted there to be a stowaway, but I didn't actually come up with a reason why she was there. Maybe it's important. Like maybe there's actually a colony that's on Mars, and her mom or her dad or whatnot was slated to go. Was went already and was one of the founding members. Of this okay. colony. So then and, if there's multiple colonies and they're going as a rescue trip, why could not this people who are on Mars go to one of the other colonies? That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe I didn't think this through well enough. <laughs> but, but, well, part of but, creating uh, the stories is creating up a premise and then working through all the possibilities. Right. So, and I just saw I, I I just saw a blip, you know, like as I was creating this, I was like, I need a moral dilemma. Okay, the moral dilemma is... There's a stowaway. There's there's a stowaway. Where, and this, a stowaway. Is like, this is like classic 18th century pirate. You have a ship and you yeah. have that boy who's 14 who's running away from home. And the only way to get away is a stowaway on the ship. This is just a, a little bit pirate story, except for they're not pirates. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, that would point. be cool, though, if they were pirates. But it they sounds were like space pirates. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I mean, could be space pirates. They could be space pirates. Maybe they take no quarter. Quarter? Quarter? What if... no prisoners? There are multiple colonies on Mars, and they have established a secret colony that they're trying to keep um, from all the other countries. So, like, for instance, you have the American colony, and you have the Mexican colony, and you have the French colony, and... Australia's mm-hmm. colony, and then you have the Chinese colony and the Russian colony, and, and essentially everybody is kind of like doing their own little thing. But there's mm-hmm. like tensions brewing, and there's not a unified force on mm-hmm. on Mars. You have all these groups that are trying to take over Mars, and there's no unifying um, connection. They're they're all doing their own thing. And okay. Yes. 
well, maybe these are the bad guys. Like you, you suggested they're pirates. Maybe they were actually sent on a mission to take out one of the other colonies. Did you know and pirates she, don't have to be bad? <laughs> they don't have to be bad. <laughs> they don't have That's to be true. bad. They don't have to be bad. They can just okay. be rough scullions who just a desire for freedom and are willing to act on their own accord. I think I just made up a word in there. <laughs> Maybe. Well, um, I was just thinking thinking about it like, okay, how do we preserve the moral dilemma if we make them bad? <laughs> you can be um, bad or have um, nefarious motives and have a moral dilemma. I mean, everybody gets moral dilemmas. Doesn't matter where you are on the good bad spectrum, and even then, that's true. I mean, a moral a, a moral dilemma is you're pitting your values against the scenario. I mean, what if they're just independent? Like, does does that necessarily make yeah. them bad? No, not necessarily. necessarily. Not necessarily. All right, so we've got pirates. Mm-hmm. They're going to a colony to either attempt a rescue or to blow it up. And I mean, like, I think, I think about maybe like, maybe she's a saboteur, not just a, a, a stowaway. What if she's from one of the factions? Yeah. That they're going to take out or negotiate with. Maybe it's a negotiation trip. Okay. They're trying they're, to bring peace you, to the planet. Right. Peace to the planet. Maybe, maybe, oh, maybe this is earth versus Mars. Right. No, but we've already established there's different factions on Mars that are starting okay. to um, not they they don't agree with each other, and there's there's not unity on Mars. So there's tensions brewing, and maybe there's already been a casualty. Maybe there's already been mm-hmm. conflict that has erupted between some of the factions from the different countries. Okay. okay, a part of me wants to to make Willow a very important person. Like mm-hmm. she's not just a stowaway; she's like a political figurehead. Well, she's and if a they diplomat kill her, a diplomat, yeah. If they if they end up jettisoning her, like killing her, mm-hmm. so that they can save their mission and have enough resources to go through with it, they could start an interplanetary war between Earth and Mars, or and even just on Earth itself, or because even just Earth. as yeah. there are as there is conflict on Mars, that is also brewing conflict on Earth. On Earth, and so yeah. what is happening on Mars becomes a mere image a future predictor of what's going to happen on earth. Dude, what do these characters do? They don't have enough fuel to make maybe maybe they don't have enough food to actually maybe they have plenty of fuel, but maybe they don't have enough food now because of this extra person because the budgets were tight to get this ship out anyway. And having this extra person, Willow means that they they can't all eat and make it there and and survive because you need Maybe maybe it was a four person crew, and having that mm-hmm. extra person means that they have to ration such that that they just they'll they'll run even going bare minimum calorie count they'll run out before they get there, and so all of them may die if they keep one person alive. That extra person. Yeah, what'd be interesting too is if the people that they are going to rescue, if we're going to keep this as a rescue mission versus just a de-escalation mission, is. Are there systems set up on Mars to be able to have their own growing ecosystem of sorts, as in there's food there that they'll be able to have? And maybe because this particular faction, we haven't even decided 
mm-hmm. which group has been attacked and do the pirates represent any particular group or maybe it's like not I, so much I'm, yeah i'm leaning away from pirates at this point i don't think they're okay. pirates i think they're a delegation maybe the earth government whatever you want to call it at this mm-hmm. point got together and sent a ship a delegation ship to help calm mars and she wasn't picked as part of the initial lot but she was crucial to the success of the mission politics mm-hmm. or or what have you and so she hides in a container and makes it on board i like the idea maybe we don't reveal it so soon mm-hmm. but she was selected by another group to be a part of this mission because she's one of the countries that's on the other side of it all. Ah, so, and so her, she's their there country to has purposely, um, she's a diplomat, mm-hmm. but a diplomat with ulterior motives. She's trained in the art of negotiation, but she okay. also knows how to saboteur okay. as well. All right. Why what why would she want to sabotage then this crew? Because there are evil people in the world who want to do not so good things. Mm. Not everybody has good intentions. And so um I do like the idea that this is a good group that's going up. Though yeah, I do like the idea I, of pirates as well. I think that I, I like pirates. Well. Maybe they run into pirates along the way. Uh, um it sounds like it depends on where Earth is technologically, but it sounds like the space travel is still in its infancy in terms of yeah. being able to travel to Mars. And there's still a lot of unknowns. And that's a part of the issues because those who go to Mars, you know, it's pretty much assumed that's a one way trip. And there's also issues that living on Mars creates bodily changes. Mm-hmm. And so even if someone does return, are they going to be able to survive on Earth? Because ah, that's with a, a lower question. gravitational pull, you're dealing with a weakened heart. You're dealing with weakened muscles. Um, yeah, you can go exactly. back to Earth. And suddenly, because you've been living on Mars for so long, you can't survive on Earth anymore. Yeah, because I mean, your the, body I, is weakened to the point to where our gravity and everything mm-hmm. And Physiology is just different. I, I heard mm-hmm. it's like two generations. Within two generations, Earthlings and Martians might not actually be able to procreate together. Oh, that'd be fascinating. Our physiology would change that much. So then the question is, are we still on the first generation? Hmm. I want to say maybe early second generation. Like they've okay. been there long enough that they've established some colonies. So you have a mixture of Earth and Martians, like firstborn Martians and new Earthlings as... And maybe something dire happened on Earth, and so Mars is our backup planet, and they're they're trying to settle Mars to replace what we've done to Earth. Yeah. What if uh, Yellowstone erupted and it caused more problems than people realized? <laughs> wow! And so that kind of just catapulted us right into like this awful apocalyptic uh, event that uh, wipes out like a third of the human population. Well, I mean, and- look at what we're going through right now with just forest fires on the West Coast and how. Colorado, Utah, Idaho, Nevada, we're all dealing Canada. with. Um, yeah, Canada Blanket too. Blanket of smoke. Yeah, it's bad. We're all dealing with this flow of smoke. Um, and they speculate that when Yellowstone erupts, it's a theory, but it mm-hmm. might trigger 
other super volcanoes to erupt as well. Did you know that there is a super Ooh. volcano on the, I believe it's the east side of the Sierra Nevada mountain range. Oh, can't remember really? what it's called. And Kinda they say the that side? that has a chance of erupting even before Yellowstone does. And Yellowstone has been showing an increase of earthquakes, I believe, in the last decade. Oh man, so don't tell even, my kids that. They so, might not go to sleep oh, they at might night. Not. <laughs> so I, I think I think Yellowstone is a great idea. Uh, maybe something, maybe not as quite catastrophic. Well, I, okay. Okay, maybe maybe we were reaching for the stars already and we already mm-hmm. had uh, Mars as a destination. <clears throat> and at this point, we've, we've got the technology and people already in transit to Mars, but Yellowstone blows up. And mm-hmm. it it causes a panic on Earth to try and get as many people off. And you've got at this point a nuclear winter of, of sorts, right? Because the yeah. ash and the sweat in the air. Um and so this does that really work? Well, for you have our, to wonder for our too, dilemma, how hard would it be to well, we're creating a part of world building here. Yeah. A part of why are there colonies? What was the mad rush? Because it always bothers me when people want to go to Mars right now. And I'm like, you guys are really undervaluing how fantastic the Earth is. Yeah, are there things we can do better? Definitely. But yeah. compared to Mars, like a million times better here. For reals. Yeah, I'm, it true, true. And, and I think there were some estimates that we could get Mars actually in a livable state within a couple of generations. Uh, through terraforming and such. And it sounds like, too, if this is only the beginning of the second generation, Mars is still in that state, and they still don't even know yeah. if they can terraform. I mean, as bad as it is back on Earth, it might still be better than what's going on on Mars. True. At this True. point. I... They don't know. And the question is, is there a um, communication between the planets? And is it possible that maybe the first group of Ships that left the great space, this is the great space race of the 24th century or whatever century it would be. And there's already groups that have began establishing themselves on Mars. And you can imagine that just the act of survival alone can create tensions. What if there are some groups that are better equipped versus other groups? And so there's yeah. already situations brewing up there throw in that during the transit Yellowstone spontaneously goes off throwing everything on earth in chaos. And that Mm -hmm. could create a cease of communications on Mars and they don't know what's going on. They don't know what's going on on earth. And what if this is within a few months, Mars have heard nothing. And so that is now causing tension and infighting both infighting yeah. and outfighting on Mars. And are the different groups going to cooperate or are they going to be like survival of the death? We're going to take your resources and you guys are gone. Is there some of that yeah, yeah. going on? And what if this ship, this is the first ship that has left Earth after the eruption of Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. And you have a stowaway because a stowaway is also a part of the political delegate but was voted to stay behind but she is a scientist and a bit of a narcissist 
and feels like she knows what needs to happen so that she can go up there and fix everything. But because okay. she has personality issues and we she do not need that in the, the situation that she <laughs> right. was voted out to stay out um, on earth. But number one, she has an ego and thinks she can solve the um, intergalactic dual planet conflict. Catastrophes. But yeah. really, she just wants to get off of Earth. And her idea is that Mars is the best option. And she has no one. Maybe her um fam maybe her family has a cabin in Montana and she hasn't heard from them in the last you know, there might not be a cabin. They might just live in Montana. And she was in um, Philadelphia. Let's just say at this time, headquarters of the United States is no longer Washington, D.C. because there was, during the Fourth um, World War, Washington, D.C. was destroyed. And so the headquarters wow. of the United States is now in Philadelphia, back to the original home of the Constitution. Okay. And... Um, so she's been in Philadelphia, but her family lives in Montana, and they were killed when Yellowstone, Yellowstone erupted. erupted. And so Ooh. she has nothing left, and she's like, it's this or nothing, and I'm going to go up there, and I'm going to fix the problems. But the ship that was sent to go to Mars to assess the situation, because their line of communication has been destroyed and has to be rebuilt, and so right now it's just easier just to send the ship as they reestablish communication mm -hmm. and maybe the ship will help reestablish this, the communication. Maybe there's um, new gear or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so those on Mars have no idea that this has happened. Mm. They have no idea that earth is in chaos and that when Yellowstone erupted, other super volcanoes were triggered. And so it's just a that lot of problems. Really and you know, it's really too. Um, <laughs> wow. When, when there's volcanoes, like I know that uh, several years ago, there was an eruption in Iceland and a mm -hmm. lot of the planes in Northern Europe had to change their flight um, flight paths and that there were ma yeah. many flights that were canceled because you cannot fly in that circumstance. Yeah, it just doesn't work. Jet and engines so, like oxygen. Not yeah, so it was a huge trash. effort just to get the ship to leave Earth's atmosphere. And uh, now she has compromised the mission because yeah, they did not anticipate for her to be there. Therefore, what does the crew do? Because yep. let's just say due to um, different parts of Earth collapsing, different governmental systems and chaos, and now you have chaos on Earth and chaos on Mars. Mm -hmm. And this is the ship that's going to try to establish and try to heal some things that's going on and their resources are small because there's a lot of starvation now that's happening. There's a lot yeah. of the stores are all cleaned out. Gasoline is at a minimum because all production has ceased or, and if this was a planet that has turned to both wind power and our solar power, the whole earth being covered in ash and being able to not receive earth's light, Sunlight. That that form of electricity is now gone. Yeah. And so they've had to resort to old storages of fuel to be able to get the ship out of the atmosphere because they were not able to access stored battery power. 
from solar panels because the Earth's atmosphere is blocking out the light to make that possible. And so now with all that said, they only have just enough food to get to Mars and they have to then depend on those on Mars to have enough food to get back because they're the infancy of the second generation. They do have um, some of the colonies more than others have been a little more successful in this area with um, growing food on Mars and food processing and whatnot. What do they do? That's a great question. We now have to solve their moral dilemma. (laughs) That's a great question. Because if they keep her and somebody, can can they survive on half rations if they're only two weeks out and they still, obviously now we've set up a situation where they can't go back to Earth. It took so much just to get them to leave in the first place. Mm -hmm. They can't go back. And what they have is what they have because those on Earth are scout, um, are stumbling for their own resources themselves. In all honesty, in all honesty, in that situation, and this makes me cold hearted. I don't see how she survives. I don't. Oh man, you you, the only way. the only way that she could survive is if there was some kind of system on the ship that can grow food, like they have their own hydroponics or something. Yeah, but even and then, they could just ration even just then, barely that enough. Would be... to... Until they, can but get the their question is up. then: Is she the type of person you'd want to make it to Mars? If she is that yeah, reckless, well, that... if she is that selfish, if she is that egotistical. Of course, that's why she stowed away. That's why she got on the ship in the first place was to mm-hmm. to get to Mars, not just to save this political faction from destroying the you know the the peace that they have barely or whatever the situation may be. I was just thinking about it, and I, I'd mentioned earlier that there was four members of this crew. She makes five. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about Captain Falsy, and I'm I'm wondering if he would if he would actually volunteer himself to be kicked off the ship to put it lightly because he he realizes that the the crew can fly the ship without him in talking with willow and talking with willow they realize that she is a critical component of these negotiations between earth and mars and the other factions (laughs) on mars and he realized he's the redundant character what makes him redundant if he's the captain well, he just he commands the ship. It's day to day operations, but but what if he not... is technically the better leader over her? Well, but he he very well may be, but maybe but the maybe thing he is, wasn't, the fact maybe, that he's willing he to sacrifice the himself, the fact that he's willing to sacrifice himself, and honestly, I think he'd be just fine handling the negotiation himself if he is of that high moral character. Yeah, but that's just it. Someone has to lose. It's a moral dilemma. Someone has to give up their life to save the rest of the crew. It's a sucky situation. I think here's my stake on why it makes sense for the captain to kill himself. Not kill himself, but like abandon ship. It's a turning point for Willow. Willow didn't realize that she was causing the death of someone by jumping on board at the last second. And that makes her hit rock bottom. 
to have the selfless sacrifice of the Is she captain. really of that character, though? Because I've already in- established the fact that she's a narcissist. And narcissists do not recognize they're all for their own survival. They're all for their... True. Um, That's true. Their but- struggle for power. And mm-hmm. they're very good at manipulation. Mm-hmm. And so I can see her manipulating herself out of the situation. And so then the struggle then becomes with the captain is oh, I, I mean, okay. If, if Willow really man. is that evil of a character, then she turns the crew against the captain. But the thing is, I don't see how her character who would sneak onto a ship and is of high enough rank to realize that they only have so many supplies to go mm-hmm. on the ship. She did so willingly. This is not something that she would just be like, oh, my goodness, I just just realized you don't have enough food. No, she knows they don't have enough food because she's been on Earth and everybody's scrambling. She knows. And this is her way off. And this is her way to freedom. And if someone is willing to do that, I mean, she's not the little orphaned kid from England in the 1800s who's trying to get to the new world and sneaks onto a pirate ship. Who has innocence. Mm-hmm. This is a woman who has been trained. She has gone to college or whatever uh-huh. their academic system is in the future. She is well-educated. She is skilled in the art of negotiation, but she is also skilled in the art of manipulation. Okay. But she is not killing her. We, we, already, we already established that if she dies, this causes a war. How? No. When did that get established? Earlier on in the conversation, before the whole Yellowstone thing. <laughs> so she sneaks on, and how is she the but one who's going to That was save part everything? of the moral dilemma. The moral dilemma is that if we kill her, it could cause a catastrophe, an incident. Right? But She's why? Why is she character. so important? Which faction she is she with? She was a diplomat. I, I don't know. We and so nobody else has part. the ability to be diplomatic? Only she has that ability? Well, no, no. It wasn't that she wasn't just a diplomat. She was... She she had relatives or family or she had connections with the colonies. That's not a that, Montana who just got killed. Well, you're the one that created her parents. Well, yes, because we had killed. to do some work. We had to do some world building. Oh, uh, see, that's the problem with moral dilemmas. Because now we yeah. have to solve the moral dilemma ourselves, and then we have to show who are who we are as individuals of what we would. Okay, so this is why I'm having an issue. Uh-huh. I have an issue in seeing her being the savior. I have an of issue. Of course. Because if she was that important, <laughs> she would have she been a part of the main board? crew. She would not be a stowaway if she was not that necessarily. critical. No, uh, I mean, you, you wanted to build her up into a narcissist, into an awful character so yes. that you felt okay killing her. Yes. Yeah. But the but thing though. I'm saying, I'm saying she's needed. If, if she you is kill that, her, if she is that she ruins important. The mission. If she is that important, why did she stow away? I I didn't write the backstory at this point, unfortunately. We should have. I should have written the backstory. But but I'm saying <sighs> at this point in time, if the crew makes it to the place without her and the colonies realize that she was killed by the crew, they reject it and war starts. So she has established herself as an important so, figure. So we've got kind of three bad situations here. She dying fell. So the she's one of those. The mani- crew dies. She's one of those mission. manipulative politicians who has yeah. attained a lot of power and has fooled a lot of people 
and has established herself as a voice of reason. And for some reason, it's more important for her to go to Mars than just stay on Earth and help Earth out. Uh-huh. And the crew and the delegation is onto her and voted for her to stay on Earth and to solve the issues on Earth mm-hmm. because they don't want there's enough issues on Mars and we don't need someone up on Mars causing problems and uh-huh. manipulating the faction so that she can then attain power and be the great unifier because that's her goal. Her goal is to be the great unifier and essentially become all the, powerful, the all powerful leader of Mars, the unifier of her vision of utopia on Mars. Yeah. But she has She's- been left off of the mission. And so you're saying that either the people on Mars or the people on earth are s- I mean there's a lot of people who Well I'm saying I'm saying that she but... has gained enough of a following that if it is discovered that the crew killed her it would start a war. And and the and the crew knows this. The crew knows that she will become a martyr and start a war. So killing her is a bad choice. Letting her live and not killing someone else is a bad choice because then all the crew die because they run out of supplies and they don't make it. And that will potentially also start a war. See, in my humble opinion, dilemma. she needs to die. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's well, it's a, it's it's a moral dilemma. And what what causes the greatest amount of good? And that's why I, I voted for the captain. The captain realizes that he's in a no-win scenario, and to save mankind or to save to save the people of Earth and Mars, he has to die. Because the good people that. die. He comes to term. And he is the one who technically should be the one who lives because exactly. he probably is the one who would be able to unify and to help get things going. And he's a good enough man that he would not ask he would not ask a member of his crew to kill them. But it almost sounds he, like he now wouldn't do what has, that he what has been set up do. is not a moral dilemma. What has been set up is you have a man who's willing to sacrifice himself for something we cannot now negotiate away from. No, it is a moral dilemma because a moral dilemma is the person, the captain, right? The person now is the captain. The captain is obliged to make a decision about which course of action is the best. Does he kill himself or does he kill the stowaway? Here, the captain must choose the best option and act accordingly. There must needs, point number two, there must needs be different courses of action to choose from that are conflicting him dying or the stowaway dying no matter which course of action that is taken some moral principles are always compromised the sanctity of life he does not want to kill anyone no so that is a moral principle that he has to compromise on someone but at the same time there is the fact that she was supposed to stay on earth and chose not to she was and was. she put somebody in danger. She did. And she's an awful person. Needs. She's a horrible person. She should not have done that, but she did. And she just risked interplanetary war by doing so. And, see, and so, and I think we're in disagreement here. I think we're going to have to tie this up uh, with two possibilities. Mine is the fact that she made a choice and now she gets to live with the consequences because those on the ship knows what, what is the worst case scenario is the worst case now a scenario, the possibility of war. 
which may emphasize emphasize the word possibility. We don't know that. That's true. But what we do know is that she is power hungry and she is, she is selfish and she mm-hmm. is willing to put someone else's life willingly in danger for her own needs. Yeah. And are the crew now realizing somebody of that character should not make it to Mars? Because even though there is the risk of war, the risk of her taking power and manipulating and controlling a bunch of people through fancy words and false promises is more dangerous. Yeah, exactly. And I think our captain is a man of sound integrity. And he would realize that generations being rolled under a dictatorship or somebody who is willing to steal freedom, it's worth stopping that. No matter what the outcome, no matter what the possibility, it is better to stop the possible tyrant and to risk all odds in the course of that. So I see our captain as the hero, and I see her. I'm not saying they jettison her into space. And it could just be that they give her a small ration that she has to live on. And see if she dies. But in all honesty, her making it to Mars would be catastrophic. And you have to wonder what is the bitter um, catastrophe, the possibility. I mean, that, that's of war, kind of an interesting. That's an interesting new dilemma because, or the possibility if, of dictatorship and/or tyranny. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. And I, I roll on the side of her having to face her consequences, her poor choices, and maybe the captain is willing to sacrifice himself. And maybe we're not even talking about the other the three members. What if something happens and maybe the scientific officer is like, well, this is a bunch of crap and I'm not going to let you kill yourself. And he positions the girl in the back hatch and she falls and is then reported that there was an accident and they were not aware of the fact that she was on the ship and they had to open up the hatch in order to relieve some pressure or something in the ship and it caused her to fly into space in order to save themselves. And they had to create this Mm -hmm. false story in order to save themselves and to prevent her from going on Mars. So then the next step in the story is. You would think the captain would be, would be okay with that. I mean, if I say the captain was mutinied. Oh, the crew by the other three members. There's there's three more members here who have a voice. They have a say. That's true. And they are all a part of this mission, knowing full well that she tried before the mission to get on the mission and she yeah. was already ruled off. So this is to them. She has already been chosen not to be there in the first place. They were a part of that process. And she's snuck on and defied what they have already decided. And the captain is good hearted and has high integrity and he's self-sacrificing. And what if the other three members who were also part of the deciding process on earth, along with the other delegations in Philadelphia that she does not belong on the ship. And they were a part of that decision. And now it's like she came on anyways, and we're not going to let our good captain make the ultimate sacrifice 
So we're going to take it in our own hands and make it look like an accident. And then the rest of the story is, was it an accident? And do they get discovered? So I'm going with that because I'm saving Mars from tyranny. Gotcha. <laughs> That, that was Never the mind all dilemma. the other factors that was the line. That was, that was a line the crew and the captain just couldn't cross. Subjugating a world versus a world at war. Yeah. Ooh, I hope they made the right choice. And mm. with that, with that, we appreciate you guys staying here as we <laughs> debated the morals of oh, of uh, the situation that we had at hand. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, Sarah, actually, I appreciate that this was a really good interaction uh, Well, really good, and uh, I think maybe that here. ultimately says more about me than these characters. <laughs> of yeah. Where I would prefer this we have, to go. We, we have more our, our moral lines. And, you know, in our day-to-day life, we don't like crossing them. We don't like the bad guy winning. No. You know, that's that's something like... You know, you, you, you're like, oh, okay. You got to the end of the book. The bad guy won this round. You're like, but he loses in the end, right? He loses, he's got to lose in the end. And so this you know, is a this, story of the bad guy losing in the middle and how be. that could, could spin things out of control or not. Yeah. And, and now, now the world is, the worlds are at war with each other because she had backup plans. She, she had a dead man switch and, uh, that, that, uh, what was left of Earth is not much anyway in, in the wake now that they've realized that she died. It would be interesting, though, to have a story where the bad guy actually dies in the middle and the rest of the story is, is there consequences for our heroes and yeah. What, yeah. What, what is their fate and what is the fate of everyone else? Yeah, that would be interesting because I think you could then spend the next couple books trying to resolve the fact that this this bad guy died. She, she set up, uh, you know several uh, I think they're called dead man switches where you know if she dies then information leaks out maybe she had dirt on all these characters or or maybe she set in motion something that if she were to die uh, her faction would retaliate and would say nuclear bomb uh, Philadelphia um, you know so like interesting things could happen so the thing is there's only there's no communication between Earth and Mars so for delegations on Mars and there's not communication so yeah. those on Earth do not find this out for quite some time. Well, they they brought radio equipment with them. But then, right? Okay, but the problem though is now that the communications has ceased, those on Mars are part of her, their her faction. They would not have communications with her for at least the last several. No, months. they wouldn't. Mars, the Martian side wouldn't know things, but the Earth side would have regular updates from the spaceship. So you at least think, that's what I've painted in this world. Okay, so, so I think you Earth think knows through the atmosphere and through the. Issues. Well, they've, they've I, I think maybe they've deployed a very special satellite to help cut through the noise, but it can only communicate with this ship. And so, so that's you're saying the that point she, of the ship is to make it to there to give the a second half of the communication node. So kind of essentially, she's sending secret messages back on Mars and suddenly the messages cease. No, she's sending messages back to Earth. I meant not to. I meant not. Yeah, I meant Earth and not Mars. Right. And her yeah. secret messages cease because she got caught. Right. And that causes the retribution that causes things to start to fall apart on Earth. And so now there's not there's not much they can do. Right. They're traveling along. They've off they've offed our stowaway at this point. 
and that set into motion that makes things extremely dire on Earth um, and could dis- disturb the fragile peace they have on Mars, too. But anyway... Many possibilities. <laughs> yeah, there's so there's so many different ways we could take the story, so many ways we could uh, take take the choices that they've each of these crew members have made and have that effect and ripple out and and really play with some of the edge effects here and take the choices that our characters have made and live with their consequences for better or for worse and uh, paint a world around that um, and then see how that changes, how that shapes their lives and uh, they grow from it because in the end we really hope our characters grow like we want to see them mm-hmm. uh, accomplish more and grow from their choices their decisions was that the right thing do they fall into despair maybe realizing that they've started world war five on earth that our crew falls apart so they're saving and, mars but not realizing it they started yeah. world war five on mars i'm on, on earth. earth right <laughs> on earth. right that was that was part of the decision like they decided like if this does start war on earth earth's already in the toilet <laughs> we can't we can't save earth anymore let's save mars Right? They have to live with these decisions. And at what point do they come together and grow from the decisions they've made? Because that really shows our moral character in the, in the end. Um, anyway, thanks, Sarah, for joining me on this episode of Moral Dilemmas <laughs> and other fancies. Oh, my goodness. Um, if you guys would like to continue the conversation, you can on Twitter at Creators PB Pod. And you can search for us on Facebook, Creators Playbook. Uh, we can't wait to see what you guys make. See Goodbye. ya. Creators Playbook is a Talea Studios production. If you'd like to contact us, you can email us at contact at creatorsplaybook.com. Thank you so much for joining us. We cannot wait to see what you make. Willow lurked around the storage boxes in Cargo Room 4. Distant chatters stole her focus from searching through the containers for her next mail. Captain. Um, sorry, I had to be more female-ish. Captain. Captain. <clears throat> Captain? I can't read this. <laughs> in a serious... Captain. <laughs>